AI in Action is brought to you by Aulis International, covering your business's staffing, consulting, and networking needs. Our host brings you the leading minds in AI, sharing their story, their success, and their advice. Focusing on fast-tracking you to the top, AI in Action cuts through the hype to help you kickstart your data science career. To listen to the latest AI in Action podcast, head over to www.aldis.com forward slash podcast, or subscribe via iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Podcasts. My name's James Baker, and I'm hosting the latest chapter of the AI in Action podcast. I'm delighted to be speaking to Kenza Aitzi Abu today. Kenza is a senior manager for robotics and artificial intelligence at one of Germany's most famous organizations, Deutsche Telekom. So a huge welcome to the show, Kenza. Thanks, James. So we're going to talk a little bit today about influencing and managing internally within such a huge organization like Deutsche Telekom, as well as some of the personal projects and some of the work that you've been doing alongside the uh, the role at Deutsche Telekom. So, so first of all, you know, it'd be great to know, you know, what, what do you do on a day-to-day basis at, at such a big organization? So I work for the internal uh, corporate IT and we build the IT solutions for the whole group. So not only in Germany, but worldwide. And uh, since uh, two years now, we founded a new hub, let's say. So it's, it's like a, a project, but we are over 100, 100 people team and we exclusively build robotics and AI based solutions. So my, my daily job um, is actually <laughs> connecting people like always. So I'm basically talking with our colleagues and trying to identify their pain points and trying to find the best solution um, to solve their needs or to solve their problems. Okay. And how does that work? You know, so you must have so many different touching points within the organization, different people you have to influence, different people you have to convince. How, how does that pan out in, in real life? Yeah, well, this, uh, it's, it's, a, it's a big challenge, actually. It's true because we have, we have uh, already built structures and, and we have, you know, like systems and applications uh, that we need to work every day. And uh, people know who to reach to for these kind of applications. But what we offer here is like an extra solution. So if someone needs to optimize a, a process, he can reach out to us. But of course, he needs to know that we exist. And this is the main problem in such a corporate uh, uh, Everything is possible, but people just don't know it is possible. Uh, so here, it's really important to have a good network so that you talk to people, people know you, you, you exist, and then they talk to you about, uh, uh, to other people. And obviously, we have to do a lot of communication work and, and marketing. We organize events, and we try to go to many um, uh, locations. Uh, so we set up last year uh, the AI Roadshow. Uh, so it's only a magenta roadshow. Uh, uh, we are visiting locations, different locations worldwide uh, from the Deutsche Telekom group, uh, where we just invite many speakers, all um, uh, telecom employees, uh, to talk about their projects. We explain what is AI. And, and this way we try to get the people first aware about uh, about the topic and to talk about their yeah concerns but also to know that we exist and to know who to reach to if they need help okay and so you know ai is something that is seen as in some quarters such a positive so so groundbreaking in other areas there's a lot of fear around it even even just as a as a phrase artificial intelligence do you come across fear or what elements of fear have you come across in the organization and what do you do to alleviate these fears 
it's logical to have uh, fear and and usually fear exists about the unknown so uh, if you're, if we're not familiar about a topic or if we just don't know it's there uh, we usually fear it and uh, you have uh, two kind of fears so one fear is of losing jobs so people fear really robots substituting their job and they would lose the job and the other fear also uh, on the other side is uh, that of building um, machines that will take over the humanity, let's say. So yeah. it's really the, the science fiction fear about, about AI and the malicious AI. And uh, so we, we have both kind of fears and they are, they are different. So one is really ex existential fear. Um, if I don't, if I lose my job, I have no money, I cannot feed my family. So mm -hmm. this is really deep in our, uh, um, uh, it's a very deep fear. And the other one, let's say, is more science fiction, but still, we have enough movies and enough books uh, um, <laughs> to nurture this fear. <laughs> so it's also something we have to address. And so, and so there's a huge education piece in what you do then? Exactly. So we have, we have uh, like two different of, of people we deal with inside, inside uh, uh, the group. We have the IT colleagues or even from the business but uh, there are always teams who are the the uh, the interface to the IT so those ones they understand a little bit more the technology and they discuss with us about solutions mm -hmm. but you have more the the business in general so people who are far away from the IT have more fear so we have to, to educate both so uh, this is why we go around and first just talk about AI. And this is something I really do very, very often. Um, just go and explain AI, but in very simple words. So basically with cats and dogs and, and images and um, I try to explain what is machine learning, what is deep learning, what's neural network, how does neural network work, uh, how, what do you put in the input layer and, and, and stuff. So, but very, very simple words and basic words that, that everyone can understand, no matter if they studied engineering or not, or if they liked math uh, at school or not. Um, so this is the first part. And, um, and the other part also is to explain to the colleagues who have more interaction with IT that AI is, is not, uh, uh, doesn't do miracles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Manage <laughs> so, the expectations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the yeah, exactly. Exactly. So although they understand a little bit more about technology, but it's like, okay, I have this problem and do some AI in there and then it solves the problem. And uh, when we say, okay, first let's have a look at, at your data and it's totally unstructured and it's that quality. And some say, okay, we cannot do any miracles here. So um, yeah, it's, two different types of, of uh, education and knowledge sharing more than education. So basically any yeah. of us can, can um, explain something. When you look at, you know, things like job losses, which is a, a, a huge topic in the press and it's probably one of the big negative connotations around artificial intelligence. You know, how do you convince people that, that AI is a good thing? Because it, you know, for them, for people who, who maybe haven't got the full understanding, they can only see this negative concern i don't try to convince them that it's good i try to explain how it works and let them understand by themselves that it can be good if you use it to be good mm -hmm. so it's and you know there's an example i usually talk about when the when the uh, 
industrial revolution started and we, when we had the first cars, the cars, vehicles. Uh, obviously, the coach uh, drivers, not drivers, <laughs> what, what do we call them? Coach carriage, you know, horse carriage. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, uh, drivers, maneuvers. Yeah. <laughs> um, they, they, well, they, they were afraid to lose their jobs, and they did. They lost their jobs. But then we yeah. have taxi drivers now. It's not that your job right now, as it is, uh, you will lose it. This you will lose anyway, because technology is is changing our lives. And yeah. where the computers came, many people lost their jobs. Our secretaries typing on on typing machines, but then they had to type on computers. So. This basically always happened. Now we just have probably the biggest re industrial revolution we had or technological revolution we had until now. Uh, and people just cannot imagine how it will uh, affect them. But this is why it's, it's the time now to understand how it works, to see how you can uh, get a benefit from it. Yeah, and, pe and people have to adapt. You know, we, we, we have to evolve with it. If, otherwise, you do get a little bit left behind. But as you said, that's, not, that's nothing new now. It's just it's quite... It, an exaggerated situation right now because of what can be done by you know, using artificial intelligence. Yes, and I think the pace of uh, the uh, technological evolution is much higher now, much higher now than in the, the industrial revolution. We're talking more about mechanics and this mm -hmm. takes longer and now it's all electronics and, and internet. Uh, so in the digital era, everything is so quick um, that it takes, it's, it's hard for our human brain to understand this and, and um, to cope with the pace. It's just too quick. Yeah, sure. Are, are there any uh, projects you can, you can share with us where you've been able to you know, show how AI can support and develop and, and improve uh, things internally? Well, we have, um, we, ha we have different types of, of projects, but let's say the the highest part is, is probably just optimizing processes. And here, uh, there is no AI in it. So it's, it's more the robotic process automation part. Yeah. And uh, so by, by the time we have around 2,000 robots already working within, within the group and, and optimizing all sorts of processes. And I don't have an exact percentage, but a big share of these processes that we, we optimize are reporting processes. Okay. So, you know, basically getting data from a source and then, and then uh, putting many sources together in one Excel sheet and then doing some pivots or whatever tables and then some graphs and then sending it by email to, to a management, to a distribution list. Uh, so this is something that many of us had to do in the past and now we are trying to automate these processes because it just, it just, it doesn't bring any value for a person to do this. It's just mm -hmm. a time-wasting uh, uh, activity. And uh, this is something that is really helping people. So yeah. when we save a person like two hours a week to do this kind of reporting, um, that person can use the two hours either um, to talk more with customers or, or it's, it's just to do the rest of the job a little bit um, yeah. with a better quality and not in such a stress. Uh, so, and I think this is also probably one of the, the most misunderstood parts of, of AI and robotics is that it frees people up to do things that they love doing rather than doing the bits that they that or that we all feel are just things we have to do as part of our job yeah, yeah yes. there's no perfect job there's always a few bits that we don't like well if it's, it's yeah exactly. great to get, 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 do that bit. 
<laughs> exactly. So we try to reduce the unwanted parts of the jobs. <laughs> and, uh, um, and, and, and most people like the parts, uh, the more social parts. So uh, doing workshops, talking with customers, talking with colleagues, trying to find solutions, you know, these ideation workshops. Uh, uh, we have challenges and people sit together and try to find a solution to those challenges. Um, um, obviously, you have different types of people and not everybody likes to talk to people. <laughs> you also have the nerds who would like to have their piece just coding. It's also we have to respect, but even them, uh, uh, they are happy about automized testing, for example, or about automized ticketing uh, uh, systems. So in, in incident management, we're also having more and more use cases to automize this incident process. So you have incidents coming in uh, from uh, either from the hotline or some customer interfaces, and people just write, you know, paragraphs. Uh, uh, in it describing the problem and we using a natural language uh, processing we try to get uh, the main topics from this text and and try to classify it and to forward it to, to the second level and and this helps again so we free up capacity from the first level but we put them in the second level where you need more people you know like more with engineering and analysis capacities the use cases we are mostly building within within the the IT, and obviously, uh, one of our biggest goals is to make the infrastructure more efficient and 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 more stable. So we are a lot working on predictive maintenance in our landline and and uh, mobile networks. So so all the projects you're working on seem to be around you know improving customer experience, whether those customers are internal or external customers. It's trying to improve, create a better service externally or internally to make sure that processes support can be can be done more effectively well we're doing both i mean as a corporate it our goal obviously is the internal part mm -hmm. of the company but uh, of course we work with other segments uh, within the group who take care of external customers because the internal IT, we only have uh, interfaces internally, let's say. Uh, but we have, and <laughs> this is also one of the biggest challenges of the corporates. Uh, you know the word shadow IT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so obviously, every segment builds its own IT and its own solutions. And, and uh, every segment tries to make the life of their own customers better. So the challenge here is, is to sync with all these segments and with all the solutions and try to provide the infrastructure they need to be able um, to offer better service to, to their customers. Um, so, so we have many, many layers. We yeah. do the internal efficiencies, plus we offer the infrastructure for our colleagues to serve the customers outside. And, and we have, um, Obviously, we have many millions of customers as a, as a, a telco, as a carrier. Uh, so also on that side, we do a lot with, uh, uh, with automization and, and to improve the customer service, uh, building chatbots and, and voice recognition uh, solutions. So that's when the customer calls, the voice is used as an ID and we don't have to ask him what's your name, what's your phone number, what's your customer number, etc. We recognize the voice and then we know exactly uh, who that person is. Etc. Etc. Fabulous. So it's a really, uh, really innovative and uh, an interesting you know, project going on. So very cool stuff. So this is this what's inspired you to to take the step of writing your own book? Because that's something you've talked about and something that you're that you're doing. So uh, tell tell me a bit about that. 
Uh, yes, it, it is a big challenge. It's uh, rather a crazy idea than a challenge. Um, but what I have been witnessing in the last um, interventions I had on conferences or events or at meetups, we are a lot discussing about AI, but also about our data, the challenge getting the data on the one hand, but of course also about the bias uh, we have in the data. So this unbiased data discussion has been um, growing and one of my pieces is if we have a diverse group having a look at this data, we have a big chance of unbiased in the data. So obviously there are different algorithms and stuff, but you still need different perspectives for people to think or to recognize there's a bias. So if you only have a homogeneous group, people won't even recognize the bias because for them it is, this is how life works, but you need different perspectives. So someone else looking at it from a different angle to say, oh, this is not the, work, the way it works in my country or in my society. And um, this is why I think it's really important to talk about this and, and make people aware um, that diversity is important also in building AI solutions. That sounds, sounds like a really interesting topic. And uh, how have you got the content for, you know, for the information for the book? Well, generally from uh, literature, from many discussions, and I'm also interviewing many people who um, are shaping this from diverse backgrounds also. And uh, I'm sharing their opinions and stories in the book too. Fabulous. Well, all the best with that. It sounds like a, sounds like a really interesting, uh, interesting project that you're taking on. Um, so, so Kenza, it's been absolutely wonderful speaking to you and getting your getting your insights into you know, into the world of AI from the from the big corporate to what you're doing yourself with diversity in AI, in AI ethics in AI. Thank you very much for taking the time to speak to us today, and I wish you all the best with finishing your book by the end of the year. Thank you. Thank you very much. AI in Action is brought to you by Aulus International, covering your business's staffing, consulting and networking needs. Aulus offer an exec search program. Aulus can help you discover how data science and AI can transform your company. With our unrivaled network of C-suite executives and senior AI professionals, we offer retained search services across the US and Europe. Get the Aulus advantage. Become a member of the Aulus community and enjoy some of the following. AI meetups. Once a month, our community gathers to listen to some of the leading experts in the world of data science and AI. Our speakers come from all over the world, including Dublin, Boston and Frankfurt. We also have our AI mentors. Our experts will provide mentoring to all its members. And don't forget our AI in Action podcast. Each week, we have guests from all over the world talking us through their education, career and more. Become an Aldis member and get the Aldis advantage. For more information and to sign up for our newsletter, log on to www.aldis.com. That's www.aldus.com. Aldus International, empowering through AI.